a lot better than me reading it, huh? <laughs> Good deal. I love that because the, the key line in there that I love again as we started our service was uh, with just a moment ago is that he came for all the people that the Savior came not just for, even just for the Jews, just for the Israelites, just for the, you know, God's people of the day, not just for the best of the Israelites or the rich in the world or even the, the ones who were you know, completely wired tight as far as their faith goes, had all the questions answered could tell you, you know, where their dinosaurs on the ark or whatever, and had all that figured out, had all the intellectual things figured out, had all the lifestyle things figured out to where they could just live this perfect life for God, had all of the uh, things that all of us would look at and say, that's, that's success. I mean, those are good people. Those are people who've got their, they've got their act together. He didn't just come for those. I mean, he came for everybody. He came for them, but he, he came for all of us. He came for even these lowly shepherds, these shepherds who, in every measure of success, people would look at and say, you know, they don't, they don't measure up. They're at the low end. They are, they are in a dead-end job. They're out there smelling like sheep and herding these sheep and kind of, you know, spending their lives doing that. They're, they're in kind of this unclean deal that doesn't really make much money, doesn't bring a whole lot of success or a whole lot of accolades in life. Yet, those shepherds out there on that hillside, those shepherds are who the angels came to to proclaim this coming of the Messiah. You know, if, if you think about it and you think about what we know about the story of Christmas and the story of the coming of the Christ child, if you, if you just think about what do we remember about that, of all the people that are in the story, the ones that, that we remember as just common people are people like these shepherds. And their story is a story that's still being told over and over and over again. I mean, we know we had these three wise men who bring the gifts in, and, and they came at some point later on in the story. But that first night, you know, that, that first Christmas, the ones who got the news were just common, everyday people. And, and that's encouraging to me because um, I'm just common, everyday people, <laughs> you know. I'm from Oklahoma, just common, everyday, no, you know, no, no money in the family really. Not a whole lot to, uh, to hang your hat on as far as, yeah, you know, we've accomplished this or this or this. Just common everyday folks. And, and I, I think we can all relate to that. That Jesus Christ came for all people. And that brings all of us tremendous hope. No matter what our circumstances are. No matter what it is that we're, we're dealing with today. That he came for us. And not just for us, but for all the people around all of the world. One of the things I've loved about you guys these past um, few weeks or so is how much you guys have given to help out with the orphanage in Africa and help out Vincent Luigi after hearing his story and help out in meeting some of the needs out at Friendship from some of the people who serve out there and to help out in some of the other ministries that we've had going on with, with people in the community who are in need. Uh, all the kids that we sponsored with Christmas Star who... They have a parent who's incarcerated and, and don't have much hope for Christmas. And you guys stepped up, even after all the other opportunities we've had to, to give and to, you know, to make a difference in some of these lives. All those kids got sponsored. In fact, we had people who wanted to sponsor kids who, who didn't get the opportunity to a couple of weeks ago. And uh, that's just, that's awesome. I mean, to think that you guys care enough not just about yourselves and your own deal at Christmas, but about other people that you would give to that, that you would take money at a time of year where I know it's tight for you. I know you have extra expenses with everything going on at the holidays, but that you would say, no, I care enough about these needs to really give to that, to make a difference in those. And, and even for this morning, uh, one of the things we're doing today is trying to help people within our church family 
who have financial needs and, and give them a, just a, a little gift card from Walmart to help out with some of the needs they have. Even on that, uh, I just call a couple of people and they say, you know, hey, how, how much do you need and, and what, you know, how can we help out? And it's just it's a giving place to be. And what I like about that is that tells me you guys get it that God came for all people. And if you're blessed, he came for you. If you feel like you have some financial blessings, he came for you. If you feel like he can use you to bless somebody else, you understand he came for them too. And you want to make a difference in their situation. But he came for everybody. It's one of the reasons why I think God has put it on our hearts so strong as, as a church family and, and as leaders here, and certainly me as your pastor, to get engaged in Africa and get engaged in some of these local ministries that are really impacting the poor and impacting people around the world. Because he did come for all the people. And there are a lot of people out there who will never listen to the gospel message, who will never hear it or believe that the love of God is real and is available to them, that hope and joy in life are right there for them if they don't have just their most basic, basic needs of their life met. And, and we're saying, hey, we can't meet all of those, but we can do our part. We can do our part because he did come for all the people. So as you, as you just uh, think about that, think about the fact that he came for you, what does that make you feel in your heart, you know? I, I hope it makes you feel a couple of things. For me, it makes me just feel so uh, appreciative and grateful that he came for me, that he saw me before I was even born and had a purpose and a plan for my life, that he loved me while I was yet a sinner, as Scripture tells me, while I was caught up in all my sin, he loved me and planned things for me, made forgiveness and grace available to me. It stirs in my heart just a real gratitude for that that makes me want to just say thank you, God, and, and have this heart of, of, of praise and um, of humbleness, too, of just saying thank you, God, that you, you sent your Savior, Jesus, to come for me. And then the other thing it does in me that I hope it does in you is really gives you a heart to look out beyond yourself. Going way back to when we talked about this in the Breathe series, that it's not just about Christ and his spirit being in you, for you, to bring you life, to bring you that, that life-giving, you know, living water, as he calls it. But that that living water flows through you to bring life to others. That you would look around your world, you look around your community, you look around your families, and, and see people who uh, you can so quickly judge and write off, and instead of saying, you know, I'll just, I'll just kind of write them off and, and not worry about that. Um, they, they're choosing this for themselves or whatever. To instead choose to have a heart of compassion. And say, you know what? What they really need most is Jesus Christ. What they really need most is the life and the hope that Jesus Christ came to bring that first Christmas. That hope of life that only comes from Christ being in us. That grace that only flows, that only comes in and washes away our sin and gives us hope of a fresh start and of a new life, that just as we've experienced that, you know, that we would have hearts of compassion for all the people who don't know Jesus, that we would understand that the heart of God is that none should perish, that none should miss him, that none should miss Jesus Christ, not just at Christmas, but throughout their lives, and that that would move us with compassion to want to share our faith and live out our faith and love people and give to people and just help people and serve people so they might know the God we know, so they might experience the grace and the forgiveness that we've had the opportunity to experience. And so as I, as I process this and think about this and think about it for you and pray about it for you, 
my hope is that as you're just so blown away by what God's done for you, that you're one of the all, that he came for all the people, he came for you. But that also you get your eyes off of yourself and say, God, who are all the people around me? I mean, there, there are a lot of people around me who don't know you. A lot of people around me who have no joy, who have no hope, who have no life. God, how would you use me to bring life to them? How would you use me just to love them and to serve them and to give to them and just to be there for them so they might see some of your life in me and open up their hearts to the life that ultimately only you can bring to them? Because he came for all the people. He came for you, but he, but he also came for them. So that's part of my prayer as I think about this. I, I, I think something else I love about these shepherds is, is as Jesus, as, as the angel appeared and said, Jesus has been born and he's in, you know, this, this stall or this, you know, this place. He's wrapped in these cloths and, and the star is kind of there and, and he's in Bethlehem. He's in the city of David. You know, go see this baby. They, they got up and went. I don't know what happened to the sheep, <laughs> but I guess God took care of them, whatever. Maybe the angels watched the sheep. I don't know. But they got up and went. God said, here's the deal. He, he moved their hearts. He said, I've sent a Savior for all the people, including you shepherds in your lowly estate he, he came for you he's here for all the people and your deal now is to get up and and do something your deal now is to get up and move out and do something and the shepherds decided to do something to take action on what they heard from god and i guess that would be the next question for myself and, and for you is you know what what do you hear god speaking to you um these days you know what do you feel like god's saying to you what's god calling you to take action on where's God challenging your heart you know it would, it would be cool if, and maybe a lot easier to hear from God is if you had these epiphany moments where the sky lights up and you fall down in fear and an angel appears and I mean you know and he gives you this deal and sings a song I mean it's real easy to know exactly what God wants then isn't it and I think sometimes we sit around and we think, well, yeah, if God showed up to me like that, of course, I would, I would do whatever. I would, you know, yeah, sure. I mean, I would know that was definitely God, right? And I would move out and do that. But I, I think sometimes we also use that as, as an excuse to not do what we know God's already telling us to do. Because oftentimes, how God moves me is not through, I mean, it's, I've never had that happen to me. Uh, any of you? You might have. I mean, I just don't. Want to ask, you know, but I, I've never had that kind of thing exactly like that happen to me. But in so many ways, God speaks to my heart and says, Terry, it's time to, you know, go do this now. It's time to take action here. God invites me into something else that challenges me, that pushes me, that's beyond my limits, beyond what I think maybe I'm capable of. And he says, Terry, I'm calling you to something higher. I'm calling you to something better. I'm inviting you to be a part of something else. It's a new part of the journey now. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's not comfortable, or that'll cost me money, or that'll cost me whatever, and I, I'd rather just kind of hang out and do what I've been doing. The shepherds could have just hung out. I mean, they were living the life. No, you know, low potential is better than no potential. They're just living the life out there. I think we get stuck like that sometimes. We just kind of get into our routine of life, and we're waiting for some big God moment, and God's like, man, I've been speaking to you. You know what you need to do. And, and for us this morning, I think a lot of us sitting here this morning, God's put some specific things in our heart that he wants us to move out on. Some invitations he's given us. And he says, hey, I want, you, I want you to get into this. You keep working hard and ignoring this and getting involved in that and getting distracted here. But remember, this is what I've called you to. And, 
and, and this is what I've invited you into. And it's going to be very unique for each one of you. But I just I know there's some of us here this morning that God has, has spoken to us and said, this is what I want you to do. And we're just kind of fumbling that ball and not doing it and not taking those steps of faith and, and walking out and, and acting on what God has shown us and what God has invited us into. And, and if that's you, I, I just you know, pray that you would begin to open up your heart to God and say, okay, God, I really feel like you wanted me to do this. And God, whatever that is for you, how, how do I, what are my first steps there? And maybe even before you leave here this morning, you would write down and know, say, here's what I need to do. Maybe it's a conversation you need to have. Maybe it's a trip you need to book. Maybe it's a letter you need to write. You know, I don't know what that is. Maybe it's a person you need to forgive. Maybe it's a relationship you need to get out of. Maybe it's something you need to stop doing that God said, hey, you need to stop this. I have something better for you, but you're going to have to stop this first. You can stay with the sheep if you want to, but I have something better for you. You're going to choose to leave those sheep behind and go with me and do what I've called you to. And that's a little risky because even though it's just watching sheep, you know what you got. And there's a sense of security in our fallenness and our messed up routines of life, isn't there? There's a sense of, I know what I've got here. I don't really know what I have if God calls me into something else and I follow him into that. I really don't know what that looks like or what that's going to be like. So it's a little bit risky, a lot risky in some ways to our, if it's just, you know, in our own thinking. But man, when we walk out with God and do what he's invited us to do, then we get to experience what, what these guys got to experience. I mean, they got to experience seeing something that was an absolute God deal that only God could have done. And uh, man, that's, that's, that's what I long for in life is not to just live and, you know, uh, do the things I like to do and, and, you know, raise my family. I love all that. And I mean, I love what God's given me opportunities to do in life. But, you know, I hope that's not it. You know, I, I want really to be a part of what God's up to right now, what God's doing to reach out to all the people God, I'm there. I'll, whatever you want to do through me, I'm there. And I don't want to miss that. So if, if God's been saying anything to you have, you, have you been listening at all? You're waiting for some big, giant God moment? Or is, is God, you know, you know, when you really stop, say, yeah, I know, I know God wants you to start doing this. God wants me to do this one thing. God wants me to stop doing that so maybe I can start doing it. What is that for you? And today, would you say, I'll just commit to God to do just as those shepherds did, and I'll just leave what I knew behind and walk out in that. It's amazing how many times in Scripture God does that with people. He did it with Abraham. You know, he kind of did it with, uh, you know, if you've read Noah, or if you didn't read about Noah, if you saw Evan Almighty, um, he kind of do that with the whole, the whole art thing. I mean, God is just kind of famous for like saying, that, yeah, here's your life, and here's kind of how you got it structured. I'm calling you to something totally different. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. But I'm telling you, this is what I'm up to, and you don't want to miss this. Would you do it? And we kind of have to, every time, you know, we wrestle with that. It's like, I don't know. This is what I know. This is what I think I'm good at. This is what, and God says, no, I'm calling you to something that's going to be so much better. You're going to love it. It's life. It will bring joy. It will bring hope. It will bring purpose. Not just to you, but to others through you. And God invites us into that. So he sent these angels to speak to the shepherds about the Savior coming 
for all the people, for all of time, to say, all of you have hope in me and life in me and opportunity in me. And he says to us who are followers of his, it's not just for you. It's for all the people. So would you get in the game and let me use you to impact all of the people. And what he's spoken to you, what he's told you to do, he says it's not enough just to hear that. It's not enough just to be a hearer of the word, but to be a doer of the word. Not just hear what God says to you, but to do something with that. To get up and walk and maybe leave something behind that you've always known. You might say, well, what, you know, I know that wasn't the best, but it's what I knew. To leave that behind and take action and do what it is God has called you to do. What is, what is that for you? See, I, I think God still speaks. God still calls us. God still invites us. God still shows up in just the dailiness of our lives and says, I'm, I invite you to something better today. And your choice and mine is to say, okay, God, I believe that's for me. I want to invite other people. I believe that's for me. And I, I, will, I will do what you've called me to do. So for you, I mean, only you know what that is. I, I know what some of those things are for me. I know the journey that I'm on and where I'm at right now and, and uh, kind of where God's taking me to and what he's challenging me with these days. But you've you got to wrestle with that and say, God, what is that for me? In these next moments, my prayer is that you would just say, okay, God, I, I want that. More than I want what I think I want, I want what you want. Because I know ultimately that will bring me life. That will bring me joy. That will bring me hope. That will allow me to bring all of that to others. So, God, that's what I want. So I want to ask you, if you would, just to close your eyes and uh, bow your heads down. I just want to ask you, would you just begin to ask God, God, what is it that you're calling me to? Maybe before you even pray that prayer, would you just say, thank you, God, for sending a Savior for me. Thank you, God, that my sin wasn't too great for the blood of Christ to cover just ask God to show you names and faces of people that, that you know who he also came for but who haven't received that gift, that gift of life and hope and joy from him. Thank you, God, that he came for them also. He came for me, and he also came for them. Would you just ask God to help you to love them, to serve them, to be there for them, to be an example of Christ to them?
that they might know your Jesus himself. stillness and quietness of this moment, would you just uh, ask God, God, is there anything you've been trying to say to me? Anything you've been trying to speak to me that I need to take action on? You may already know what that is. You may not even need to ask the question. You need to ask him. also came to invite you into a great adventure and invite you into his saving work and his serving work and his life bringing work in our world he came for that too and if you know what that is or what a couple of those things are would you just commit that to the Lord now and say okay God I will take action in fact Ask God, God, what is the first action step I need to take? I mean, what is the first thing I need to do to leave the sheep behind and to go on and do what it is you've called me to here? What is that? Would you just commit to the Lord to do that soon? I want to pray for us, and then I want you just to uh, watch this little piece called He Came that just speaks about what He came for, who He came for, and what He invites us into. Dear God, I just uh, thank you for seeing Jesus for me and for each of us here today. To bring us good news, great news. all of us to bring us life and joy and hope God many of us here have accepted you as our Lord and Savior we've confessed our sins to you we've asked you to come in and live in us and to lead our lives to fill us with your spirit And many in this room right now, God, they are zeroed in on what you're calling them to and the words you're speaking to them, what you're inviting them into. They're taking action on that. They're not just sitting back, staying comfortable in status quo. God, they're moving out. And I, I thank you for that. God, for, for those of us who aren't, I just pray that Whatever those first steps are, you give us the courage to take those steps. 
make that phone call, to write that letter, to give that forgiveness, to make that appointment, to whatever that is for each individual here. Thank you, God, that he came for us. Thank you that Jesus came for each and every one of us.